I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Uh, hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, as always, joined by Karaski Melvin. Basketball has been on a bit of a roll. We hear about some keys to success for the men and the women. Uh, plus, ahead of the softball season, I have an exclusive one-on-one -on -one chat with head coach Jerry Glasgow. But first, the February National Signing Day period is in the books. Louisiana football capped off its 2023 signing class with the signing of four prospects to national letters of intent on Wednesday. UL Inc. defensive lineman Antoine Bayless, Glenn Brown, linebacker Emiliano Salavilia, and quarterback Dewani Winfield on Wednesday, the 26-player class, the 26-player <laughs> class, George, you're talking about seven mid-year enrollees, 11 players from the state of Louisiana. George is excited. I am. Coach Dez is also excited Woo. about how the day went. We were able to address some needs that we have that, you know, in the world we live in today where your roster is constantly changing. Um, some of those changes that happened a little bit later, we were able to address those needs um, in this late signing period and get uh, an add to our roster for really high quality players that have uh, that have really what, what we're looking for to bring in our team. They're good players, they're great people, um, and they're guys that will make our culture better. George, one of the four that were signed that you had mentioned, Dewani Winfield, a dual-threat quarterback out of Lutcher. Yeah, he led Lutcher to the state title game against North DeSoto this season. He says, UL, right in his backyard, and that helped his decision. It, it was great. It was, it was close to home. It's a great school, great people. It was just awesome. Coach Daz was talking about uh, advancing the offense to what we kind of run, too, so it was just better for us. Quarterback. He always told me, he was like, I believe you at quarterback, and I'm going to offer you at quarterback. Cajuns also added a couple of local guys as preferred walk-ons. Karen Crow's Chance Caesar, who led the Golden Bears the past two seasons, will continue to play with the Cajuns, has a cannon of an arm, will only grow over the coming years of the Vermilion and White. And another area quarterback headed to the Cajuns, Landon Batiste from Southside, also a preferred walk-on. Landon led Southside in their most successful season in school history. He's a tall, shifty quarterback that could be useful in many ways to the Cajuns. Now, Cajun football was not the only group that was making moves. All right, Cajun baseball made a move of their own, signing St. Thomas Moore pitcher Thomas Cuvion. He explains why he decided to stay home in the Hub City. Um, growing up, I just live in five minutes on the road. UL was just my dream school since I was young. Um, of course, it was, it was my first offer. I was extremely excited. And I just looked into it and I realized that was my best opportunity for me to be the best player I am. I, I feel like that would be like, I'm extremely blessed, man. Uh, that moment to put on those colors, it's just going to be a mind blowing experience. I feel like since I, since I was young, that's been my dream. Next on Inside Cajun Nation, basketball has been doing some of that winning. We hear from the coaches about what has helped their respective teams remain victorious. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Oh, welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George here, Karaski there. It's time to talk a little hoops. The Louisiana men and women both impressive with win streaks. The Louisiana men have racked eight straight wins in a row. 
Uh, one of the big reasons for their success continues to be that never-say-die attitude this uh, team shows on a game-to-game -game basis. Head coach Bob Marlin says heading into the week, depth continues to be a powerful tool they use to win ball games. We felt like we've worn some people down, and the other night we played the starters heavy minutes. I think they all played close to 30, and uh, or four of them did, and they all got in double figures also. But we know we can go to our bench at any time, and we're going to continue to do that. You guys asked about Jalen earlier, and you know we got Chancellor White sitting right there that's longer and can do the same thing that, that Jalen does. Uh, Kobe's going to hopefully get to the court more often. Uh, you know, Vinny Sagona can shoot the ball. He's an excellent shooter. And uh, Kyron Ratliff's been good in practice. I mean, we got three freshmen over there that can play also. As for the women, recently winning four in a row. Head coach Gary Broadhead says con getting continued positive play for Tamara Johnson key as her confidence grows. Well, she just looks confident. I don't know if y'all ever noticed, though, when she shoots, she's smiling. I've never had a player smile like that while she's playing. And I was like, I don't know if she's laughing at the opponent or smiling at the opponent or just her, but it is just her demeanor and stuff like that. But great kid, you know, she works extremely hard, you know, to get where she is from coming from LCA, being more of a kind of like an inside player to, it, it, you know, kind of expanding her game to the three. I mean, she shot the three really well. All right, so there's much more to come on Inside Cajun Nation. I sit down with Louisiana softball coach Jerry Glasgow ahead of the season opener. Welcome in to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here, and we are joined by the head softball coach for the Raging Cajun uh, women's softball team, and uh, that's Coach Jerry Glasgow. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate you spending some of it with us. Oh, appreciate the opportunity to be here. And, and so we, we enter year six, right? You've been here six years. Does it feel that long? I mean, it's like no, it feels like two. <laughs> like I feel like I'm still getting to know everything about right. the community. It feels so short, and six years is like shocking when I hear it. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because you know you've done such a great job with the program. I, I guess you know that 2020 season kind of feels. I, it really annoys me probably more than I don't know if it more than annoys you, but you guys finished such that year so so, so great. We were getting ready for the conference tournament, and then boom, it stops. And and uh, but you guys had a, a, a phenomenal year that year. Now this season, it, you have a lot of expectation, a lot of promise. Uh, you're ranked in the uh, in the top 25. Um, what are your expectations for this ball club as you kind of sit here and look and say, all right, here's how we want to start the season. Here's how we're, what, we're, what our goals are. Yeah, I think the similarity with the 2020 season is the schedule. The schedule's a really tough schedule. And obviously I made that schedule knowing or feeling like I had the potential on my roster to play a really super competitive schedule and and have a chance for success against that schedule. The difference between the 2020 team and the 2023 team is that 2020 team was veterans like Summer Ellison, Megan Kleiss had been Pac-12 Pitcher of the Year. Uh, you had proven veterans. Sarah Hudak had been at, at Texas A&M and uh, you know, was a proven player. Um, so that's the difference is Alyssa Dalton and those kids were all veteran players mm -hmm. that we knew in detail their talent level. This team is a team that is young 
and extremely talented in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Now it's up to those kids to prove how talented they are. And this schedule gives an opportunity to do it. So the schedule's a similarity. The expectations are similar. Uh, the difference is this is a, a little bit more, there's a lot more unknowns, a lot more variables that we don't know. It's going to be really important to stay healthy with this team, mm -hmm. as it was with that team, but we did. We were, we were healthy through that stretch when we, I think we were 7-4 and four against those top 25 type teams and SEC teams. Um, this team's going to play more games. Or I think there's like 16 of those type games, 19 power five games. Um, and so it's going to be really important that we stay healthy as well. When you look at the – let's go to the circle because it seems like, you know, all you've always had <clears> – excuse me, you've always had quality – <clears throat> Let me get that out. Uh, you've always had quality pitchers, no doubt about it, top-tier uh, girls that are, that are able to uh, kind of do their job in the circle. It seems like you have a little bit more depth in the circle. Is that something, obviously, by design you try to do? Yeah, every team wants to be deep in the right, circle, yeah. right? Every college in America <laughs> right, wants sure. to have great quarterbacks and, <laughs> and great pitchers. Right. And, we, and we have. We, we've been very fortunate. We've recruited really well. And we have a lot of veteran pitchers in Megan Shoreman mm -hmm. and Kendra Lamb, Carly Heath. And then we've got a really talented sophomore that got a lot of experience last year, Sam Landry, who's 20-3 and three last year as a freshman. And then we've got a redshirt freshman, Tyler Oob, who's pitching really well in scrimmages and we're excited about. And we've got a very talented freshman in Chloe Riosetto that we think can help us if we need to, you know, use her when the veterans need rest. So mm -hmm. we're excited about the depth of our team um, and the depth of our pitching staff in particular. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> when, you, when you go out, I guess that, that's kind of – it seems like when you get to that postseason is what I'm trying to say. You get to that postseason, you need to have, you know, those extra arms just in case, you know, you're, the girl in the circle gets in a bond, you, you can take her out. And, and, uh, and so I, I know you know the experience level and how to handle it, and it's pretty impressive to watch. But I think this is maybe the first time I've seen uh, in the past six years that you guys have had that, that many, and, and I think that's going to bode well for yeah. you. You just hope in a day or age of COVID where you can suddenly lose a player, right. they get sick with, and even the flu's always been here. Right. So we lost Sam Landry in the regional last year, and that was a huge blow to our depth at a, at, in, in the regional effort. Um, Megan Shoreman was phenomenal, but it would have been so much better if we'd had our full bullpen there. Sure. And so that's the key this year is like keep them all healthy, but it's really great when you see a Carly Heath pitching at the level she's pitching in Kendra Lamb. I mean, we're, we're really deep, and we, and we know we can avoid um, we know we can play through those situations if they do arrive short term right. where we lose a player for one or two days with sickness or maybe just need to rest our arm. Now, one of the staples uh, of, of the Cajun softball program has always been you guys can hit the ball too. <laughs> and, and you like them fast too. I, I remember what last year you guys were unbelievable on the base pass. Yeah. This year, you, you mentioned in, in, at Media Day that, uh, you know, you might not have to steal as much. It won't be. It won't be because uh, you yeah. need to do that, right? Yeah, that, did playing, I get that right? Yeah. Well, you want to avoid injuries. So hopefully, if our pitching staff is pitching at a high level, and we only have we only have to score enough runs to win the game. We don't have to win ten to two. We have to win three to two. And so, if we've got a six to two lead, I'm just. It's really hard to steal 
when you don't need to because anytime you steal, you can tear up an ankle, you can tear an ACL. And one of the keys for us this year is to avoid that injury on a young team. But we've got speed. Maya Davis, a freshman uh, outfielder, probably will be in center field most of the time for us because Matty Hayden is taking on a role of moving from infield to outfield, kind of a utility role. Okay. Um, another phenomenal center fielder and outfielder. Um, but those two kids can steal anytime I want them to. It's just we want to minimize that wear and tear on their body if we can. Yeah, absolutely. It makes <clears throat> makes a lot of sense uh, as you as you roll through it. And so we we look at the offensive side of the uh, of things. And I, I mean, you've got uh, Jordan and Stormy and all, all these all these people that can that can put up uh, big numbers at, at the plate for you. Can can you talk a little bit about the offense and what you like about those young ladies and what you're going to expect from them with regards to kind of, hey, stepping up and, and, and playing this tough schedule that you have. Yeah, we have ability. We have a lot of depth in our, in our rotation mm -hmm. of position players. You've got Caleb Falterman who hit 414 last year and stole a lot of bases for us, but doesn't hit the home runs, but can really play the game at a high level when we need her to move runners with the slap and run or the bunt and run to lay down a sacrifice button. Nobody on our team better at those kind of things than Kayla. So there's an opportunity to go with a speed lineup where you put a Kayla Faltman, a Maya Davis, a Maddie Hayden, and you're not going to get a lot of home runs that day, but you can be very good on defense and you can put a lot of pressure on the other team. So, and there'll be teams that come in with a really low fielding percentage that create, that have, you notice that they've made a lot of errors. Then we may match up with that speed and pressure lineup or the good thing we have the depth to if we have a team that just don't make errors, they're throwing a rise ball pitcher, the wind's blowing out, we believe it's a good day to hit home runs, <laughs> we, can, we can shift our lineup and still put a good defense on the field and play kids like Carly Heath and Taylor Roman and Jordan Campbell, Sophie Piscos and you know a bunch right. of power hitters, Alexa Langlers who led our team last year. So we've got, we've got the ability to play two different styles of ball, which is really good. Uh, don't go away. We're going we're gonna to chat a little bit more with you. I got a couple of questions. One, one's about the fans. One's about something you said on media day with regards to recruiting and how you approach it. Uh, I want to get your take on that as well. We're going to come back with Coach Jerry Glasgow in just a bit right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. We're back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here. Jerry Glasgow, the Louisiana Raging Cajun softball head coach. Coach, thanks for the time again. And uh, let's keep things rolling. We're, let's talk. Uh, you said something on Media Day uh, about the way you approach recruiting and the way you want to build this program or continue to build this program. And it's, it's not – I asked you about the transfer portal. And you kind of mentioned that, hey, the biggest way you like to, you like to build from the high school level up. It, it's t can you exp kind of expound on that a little bit and, and why you think that's the best way or, or one of the best ways to go? I think, it's, I think it's always better if you can spend four years with a player versus one or two years. And I love mentoring and coaching the young kids on the softball field. So, like, I'm, not, I'm talking about, like, teach them how to hit the way I want them to hit play with the style that I want to play, play with the mentality that, that I want to play. And if I can spend four years with them and get that mentality that I have, and they, the more they uh, grow into that system or, or same type of train yeah, of thought sure. uh, as a player that the coaching staff has, 
that's always an advantage. And we've been able to get a really talented, our freshman sophomore class is extremely talented. The freshman class I knew was good coming in. I think they were ranked 11th maybe in the, in the country. And then we added Vic Valdez, who's turning out to be a really special player. So it was a top 10 type class, but it, it's really making an impact on our program. We all knew last year's class, it was number one in the country coming out of high school and they lived up to the hype. Like they, they played like the number one freshman class in the country last year with seven players, uh, one pitcher having 20 wins, uh, five or six players having over 300 batting average or freshman year and playing a substantial number of games, all of them. Um, that, so those two classes are looking really good and we just want to be sure that we're growing them and we're giving them experience. Last year's schedule and, and year was based on getting um, experience and setting up for the future. This year's team is playing for the This is the future. <laughs> so the development tri is going to be a little trickier this year, but these kids are really important to our program over this next four-year period. Let's talk a little bit. I'm going to hit on the fans and the season tickets coming up in just a second, but I, talk about your staff. And obviously you bring over Justin Robichaux, uh, and, and he, he's kind of integrated himself into this program and become like a softball guy now. Uh, we're like guys like me who watched him play <laughs> for his dad yeah. in baseball. Uh, it, it was it was a kind of an interesting transition. Uh, but then t talk a little bit about him and, and the rest of the staff and, and how you guys have uh, kind of come together here. Yeah. Uh, you know, my staff, my chief of staff is Ashley Pauley, who played at University of Georgia four years with me and then was getting her master's degree for the next two years as a graduate assistant, I guess. And then, so I brought her in as our chief of staff mm -hmm. in the office and kind of to run everything in the background and take all the pressure off me as a head coach. And then on the field, you've got your defensive coach, Lacey Prejean, who's from here, a local uh, and yeah. from the Scott community, and uh, knows everything about Acadiana and, and then had an outstanding college career at uh, University of Alabama, SEC freshman year, SEC all everything, <laughs> and then was a catcher for USA Baseball. So an outstanding playing career. And she brings a, a lot of intensity to practice. She's, uh, without any doubt, the most organized, meticulous, like straight A type personality mm. on the coaching staff that keeps us all going and really been a good fit. Uh, coach Justin Robichaux, who's the pitching coach, also from the Crowley area. And mm -hmm. of course, uh, his father, Tony, was the baseball coach here for years and years. And he's just adapted so well to the pitching role. He's doing a, a remarkable job. And we knew there, there would be a little bit of a transition period. I knew that he could call balls and strikes and locations and break and so on. But I knew that he could do that immediately sure. just from his um, knowledge thorough of, background yeah, and knowledge right. of yeah. baseball. Correct. That's not that big a transition in that particular. Now, dealing with girls instead of guys and all the, off the mental approach sure. to, to women is much different than men sure and he's adapted he's, he's a really smart person and he's a very sensitive person he just killed it and yeah. uh so yeah. this year we're i feel like our pitching it, it, not so much the talent level is that much better it's that relationship that they built over yeah. the last 18 yeah. months is really starting to, to show a big difference yeah. between yeah. last year and this year and uh, and we had outstanding. We had 500 strikeouts. I think it was the fourth time in 30 years that Louisiana had had 500 strikeouts. So we're talking about bringing back a very talented staff with an even better um, 
a better relationship sure. and, or a more ideal situation with a coach being a returning coach versus a brand new coach. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's, that's going to be fun to watch as the season wears on. Uh, obviously, one of the greatest things about Cajun softball is the atmosphere at Lamson Park. It, it, it really rivals uh, it, it, any of the top stadiums across the country. And, and so it's important. Your fans are, are vital to, to that experience. And I think when people come, like other teams come to Lamson Park, they really are shocked, I believe. Like, I, I don't, if they've never been here, they don't know that they're about to walk into quote unquote a lion's den, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, just talk about the fans and how, how important of a, of a part of this program they really are. Yeah. Oh, the fans are the most critical piece of our program. They create a game day atmosphere at mm -hmm. Lamson Park unlike any other uh, school in the country. Alabama has a great game day atmosphere. Uh, Arizona has a great game day atmosphere. Lamson Park is, that's like three or four programs that you can even compare to us. And uh, it's just a great experience. And for, you know, we're, we're like just a few season tickets short of the all-time high number of season tickets sold. So if you're out there watching and you <laughs> want to have a great uh, bunch of fun weekends, get your grab, jump in there and grab a season ticket yeah. and come join us. And, and the atmosphere for all ages, you know, there's the older senior citizen uh, married couple enjoys it. I've got a bunch of old senior citizen bachelors that come and hang out at the ballpark and watch practice every day. And I've got, uh, it's really great for the young kids in the yeah. community. So it's, a, it's not a, uh, any segment. There's, there's from, from 10 years old up to 90. Yeah. You're just going to enjoy it. My dad's coming down. They're going to spend 10 days with him. He's 92. I can't wait to just take him and let him sit in the stands every yeah. afternoon and watch practice yeah. and visit with all the, uh, the regular men and women. And most of those are senior citizens. We got a lot of a lot of women and men that yeah. come and just watch practice every day. So it's a great atmosphere. It's a family type atmosphere. And so jump in. We need we need to sell those last few season tickets. Yeah. Let me tell you what. I it, it, it's by far uh, when I first got here. I've been here 20, 20 years. And, and when I first got here, my first assignment was to cover Cajun softball going to the Women's College World Series. And I, I didn't realize how much of an addictive game softball is because oh, yeah. you go out once and it's a fat baseball's fun. I love baseball. Don't get me wrong, but softball, there's something about the speed of the game. That's a little different than baseball and, and, and the way they play, it's impressive. So you're right. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you, if you want to go watch an, uh, an action packed uh, event, Softball can definitely do that for you. Yeah, six hours of fun every weekend if you spend two hours on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with us. And nobody will ever regret buying a season ticket at Lansden Park and becoming part of our family because our fan base is a family with our players. And our program, it's, it's a very intimate relationship in college softball at, at the University of Louisiana in particular with the fan base. It's just a, a remarkable thing. And uh, we need we need to keep growing it. We need new we need new blood in those stands, and we need new people to become part of our family. Good stuff. He's Coach Jerry Glasgow. He spent some time with us right here on Inside Cajun Nation. We're glad you spent some time with us right here on Inside Cajun Nation as well. That's going to do it for tonight's show. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.